0: 2 Timothy 3, and I want to begin reading verse 13 uh, through the rest of the chapter, but I want to focus on verse 13. 2 Timothy 3, verse number 13, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned." Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So um, Paul warned Timothy about coming uh, times when evil men and seducers would uh, would wax worse, and they would uh, be deceived themselves, and would be in the in the process of deceiving others. I want to share with you one verse from matthew chapter number twenty four and this is not written in your notes. So you might want to write it down as I was uh, going over my notes again this morning. Uh, this verse popped up in my mind, and this is from Jesus. Jesus is talking um, as he is about to depart from his disciples and uh, they were inquiring him about the end times, the end days, and the sign of his second coming into the end, at the end of the world. And here's what Jesus had to say to them in verse number 4. And I'm just going to use verse number 4. Matthew 24, 4 says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Take heed that no man deceive you. In other words, those times were going to be uh, deceptive times. And we know and can see that these days that we live in are some very evil days. We also know that evil days arise because of the evil actions of evil people. And the evil actions of evil people come forth out of an evil heart. We know that from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who uh, said that in Matthew 7, verse 21 and 22, he says, For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these things come from within and defile the man. And so it comes out of the heart of, comes out of an evil heart. Jesus also said these words written in Luke 6, verse 45. He says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. Now, Scripture tells us that of both evil days and the evil people way back in Noah's day, a long time ago. It was so evil, in fact, that the Lord had enough and destroyed the earth with a worldwide flood. You believe in a worldwide flood? Most certainly do. God recorded it in scripture. And uh, when folks that take time to study uh, what ha- has happened, the devastation has happened in the world, they can testify that, that yes, there's evidence of a worldwide flood that took place. Genesis 6 verse 5 says this, As God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Think about that. that. The wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Well, if that happens, what's it going to do? It's going to show itself on the outside in it. It's going to bring about evil actions. Well, that's what was happening during Noah's day. Genesis 6, verse 11 and 12 says that the earth was also corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence, and God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon earth. The earth. Now, the reason why I shared with you from Noah's day is because our Lord Jesus Christ prophesied that at his coming again to this world it would be preceded by days and happenings similar to that of Noah's day. Matthew 24, verse 37 says, But as the, uh, as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. And that's recorded also in Luke 17, verse 26. And the Lord Jesus also described those days uh, this way. In Luke 17, 27, he said, uh, uh, talks about the people of, of Noah's day. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage. In other words, it was business as usual. Everybody was just acting like there was no problem. Okay? He says, until the day Noah entered in the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. It was business as usual with a total disregard of the judgment that was to come, much like the days today. It's business as usual. People go about their lives oblivious to the fact that uh, judgment is coming. As we look at the times we live in, we, we can see that there is great evil. And so there's no shortage of evil men. The Apostle Paul even prophesied here in our text that evil men and seducers would wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Now that particular word that's translated seducers there means imposters. In other words, what you see is not what you get. (laughs) Imposters. Um, Not only would evil men... Um, be involved in deception by deceiving others, Paul said, but they would be deceived themselves. Uh, Let's think about where we find ourselves in 2024. Things are getting more and more in such a way that it is hard to know what reality is. I mean, there are reality TV shows that are not reality. They just, they're, they're not. There are people that, that lie on the news nightly. There are politicians that every time they open up uh, their mouths, lies fly out of it. And they think they say it long enough and loud enough that it becomes reality, but it does not. Listen, what is reality? What, what, is, what can we believe? Who, who can we believe? Now the the lines between fact and fiction, I want you to understand, have been blurred and are being blurred primarily due to the relentless advancement of something called deep fake technology. You heard the word deep fake technology? Heard the word deep fake? It's in the news all the time. It's a new word that's come out. All right. And we're talking about the blurring of lines. And this has caused the, the line of what re, what's reality. You're, you can't always believe what you see is going on. Because what you ha, see may have been manufactured. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about people manufacturing things that really are not reality. Deep fake technology is a form of artificial intelligence. You've heard that word come up lately. Over and over again, we're hearing more about AI. If you hear AI, or you hear artificial artificial intelligence, that can be used to create convincing hoax images, sounds, and videos. It, it uses a form of, of artificial intelligence called deep learning to make images of fake events, and hence the name deep fake. Now. Understand that deepfakes are are uh, use computerized learning algorithms. What's an algorithm? Well, it's it's a thing that it it, uh, it it goes through, and uh, the computers know what an algorithm is, and they, and uh, they they analyze, map, and imitate a person's voice or facial expressions captured in source media such as a video. And the technology behind deepfakes is constantly changing and improving such that it's becoming increasingly difficult. Okay? You need to hear this now. It's becoming increasingly difficult to distinguish between real and fake videos. So it's never been easier to deceive or to be deceived. right, Deepfakes have been used for various purposes. I think one of the main purposes it's used for is pornography, saw it's like 90-something percent of it is used in that respect. But it's used in political propaganda, it's used in entertainment, however they can also be used for malicious purposes such as spreading false information or committing fraud. And we're seeing a lot more of that. It's important to be aware of the potential dangers of deep fakes and to take steps to protect yourself from them. Listen, a study just last year, 2023, found that there's been a 550% increase in uh, the creation of doctored images since 2019. We're just talking about over a five-year period, four you know, four to five year period. Uh, and, you know, uh, we all—I think most of us—are familiar with something—a a picture being photoshopped. You know, that was the old technology. Uh, uh, artificial intelligence makes Photoshop look like child's play, is what it does, because it can do the same thing with with videos, is what it can do. And the increase in the last five years has been fueled by the emergence of. AI, that artificial intelligence. Intelligence. Now, with the rise of such deepfake te- technology, anyone can be placed in pictures or even videos that they never participated in, and voices can be manipulated with uncanny accuracy. Um, in fact, I'm going to give you a current example. Just one week ago, one week ago, social media platform X used to be known as Twitter, had to block searches for Taylor Swift after explicit AI-generated images of her began circulating online. Now, I'm not the Taylor Swift fan, but uh, they shouldn't have done that to her. Whoever was doing that. So this morning, that's that's the intro. What does the Bible tell us about deception? Deception is on the rise. It's here with us. Uh, It's worse than it's ever been before. Uh, We need to guard against deception. Jesus said, be not deceived. Don't be deceived. And uh, and so, first thing I want us to understand is that the Bible shows us that Satan is a master deceiver (laughs) and the father of it. 1 Timothy 2.14 says that Eve was deceived by Satan. Listen to 1 Timothy 2.14. It says, And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. Now, in Revelation 12, verse number 9, it says that Satan deceiveth the whole world. He deceives the whole world. Uh, Revelation 12.9 says, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Now Jesus is quoted in John eight forty four, calling Satan the father of lies, and deceit is nothing more than a form of lying. Is what it is because you're putting it forth as being well, this is true, and it's not true. Who in here likes being deceived? I mean, I don't even like April Fool's Day. Uh, I, you know, in fact, I don't. I say this every year. I don't appreciate people trying to pull April Fool' stunts on me, and I, I, I guard them. I say you, you don't want to see your pastor get in the flesh. Okay, so don't don't do that. Um, it, it's not wise, um, and I wouldn't get in the flesh, but it, it wouldn't make me happy. I can assure you that. But. Uh, Satan is the father of lies. John eight forty four. Uh, Jesus told a religious bunch. He's a year of your father the devil. But they were against Jesus. They, um, they had their own agenda. Say, a year of your father the devil and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh, uh, he he speaketh uh, when he speaketh the lie he speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it you get that he's a he's a liar and the father of it Second Corinthians eleven verse fourteen says that Satan himself listen to it Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light uh, that word transformed means transfigured or disguised again deceit. You disguise something, you're trying to cover something up. And that's the way Satan does. He he don't want you to know his real agenda and uh, his real workings. In fact, that whole section there in 2 Corinthians 11, verse 13 through 15 says this, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Now we know that Satan tries to counterfeit all that God has, and he does that in order to deceive. Whatever God has that's good, Satan wants to counterfeit it. Just a couple of things here. What does he counterfeit? Well, the main things he tries to counterfeit the Bible. And God has one book of truth that contains His Word. Satan's got many books. He's got the Koran. He's got the Book of Mormon. He's got the sayings of Confucius and other so-called holy books. Okay, plus all the perversions of the true Word of God that change and distort what God has said. Listen, we need to remember that the word deceived means to roam or to be moved away from truth or virtue. Anything that moves you away from Jesus and the truth of God's word, we need to be cautious and be uh, keep ourselves away from that because Jesus is the truth. He is the truth. Um, not only does Satan try to uh, counterfeit the Bible, but he tries to counterfeit Christ. Not everybody that talks about Christ is talking about the Christ that you and I talk about. I preach the Christ of the Bible. There's a lot of folks that are preaching a Christ that is something different than the one shown in Scripture. God has one Christ, one Messiah. Satan has many antichrists. 1 John two eighteen says, Little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard that antichrist shall come, even now there are many antichrists whereby we know that it is the last time. First John 2 22 says, Who is a liar? But he that denieth Jesus is the Christ. He is antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. So Satan uses counterfeits. And you know, those are the two biggies. Uh, uh, the, he tries to counterfeit the word and tries to counterfeit both the, the written word and, of God and the living word of God. He counterfeits those two. But we know that Satan will use any and every means he can to try to deceive. Now I put uh, several things there in your nose. He will use politics. I mean, I, I just don't care to listen to it because uh, there's so much deception that is coming across these days. Politics, power. He uses power to, to deceive people. He uses riches. He uses pleasure. And uses even religion to deceive people. But let me add one to you there. Okay, uh, there wasn't room enough for me to put it in my notes. The press. The press. I mean, I, I, they are an instrument that are being used by Satan to change the minds of people. And I'm, when, I, when I talk about the press, I'm, I'm talking about uh, uh, the networks, uh, all of the networks, not just the news. Um, even even uh, some of the forms of entertainment that are out there are designed to, to, with an agenda to try to get you to think in a certain way. Uh, that you shouldn't think, <laughs> and it's not—it's not a biblical way. That's uh, why I would, we don't. My wife and I—we don't wa- watch uh, a lot of TV programs because of that very thing. And I'm very particular about the, what I watch on uh, regarding the news. I mean, there's sometimes something to come on, and I'll mute it while they're talking about that particular thing because I know that they're trying to bend things and trying to make something that God says that is evil, trying to make it okay. Satan will use whatever means that he can. That's why we need to put on the whole armor of God, as Ephesians six eleven says, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Paul talked about the wiles of the devil. That word wiles denotes being crafty. Deceit. I mean, a cunning device. Um, he used whatever he can. Second Corinthians two, verse number eleven, talks about uh, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. That word "devices" denotes a, a contrivance, uh, uh, d- a devising something to to f- to uh, say something a certain way. Now the Bible shows us that Satan is a deceiver and the father of it. Second thing, we see that the Bible shows us that mankind, especially them that are lost, are deceitful as well. Again, what I quoted in John 8, 44, Jesus was talking to people. He says, "Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. They were being deceitful as well, and they got that from Satan. Satan's behind the evil man, mankind uh, the, that uh, uh, tries to deceive as well. Colossians 2, verse number 8, cautions us as believers. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. And again, our, our text Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Mankind can be deceitful. Mankind is often deceitful in business. We have to be cautious each and every day, don't we? I mean, you have to guard your passwords. You have to uh, be careful that you don't, uh, uh, if you're on a computer or on your smartphone and, and you're connected you, you, uh, uh, to the internet, you want to make sure that you you are on a, Trusted source that you're not uh, where someone can steal your information, and uh, people will lie to you in business. <clears throat> I can't tell you how many times over the years, uh, uh, people would tell me one thing as you know, ask a question about uh, how they do business, and and come to find out they they did something different, and that's why there's the Better Business Bureau, the Attorney General's Office, Consumer Products and Safety Commission. The list goes on of groups that try to protect us from evil men that are deceitful in business. Mankind is deceitful in politics. Just look at the state of most of the politics in our land and the gross deception involved in so much of it. Is there any wonder that the electorate are cynical when it comes to voting? Now, we as believers, we need to vote, (laughs) But, but we need to make sure that we've not been deceived. Sadly, too many politicians are like Pontius Pilate in John 18, verse 19. There we find Jesus, the one who is the truth. He was talking to Pilate about how, how he came into the world to bear witness unto the truth and how that everyone that's of a truth hears his voice. And after Pilate heard that, Pilate said, What is truth? Truth was sitting right before him, standing right before him, staring. He was staring at truth in the face and could not tell. That's how deceived that Pontius Pilate was. Sadly, mankind is also often deceitful in religion. Be careful about what you hear and what you believe. Don't just swallow anything. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about somebody can come to you quoting Bible out of context and try to get you to believe something that's not true. Make sure that you are studied, that you know how to study the Word of God. Look at Ephesians chapter number 4. I'll have you turn to a couple places here. Um, Ephesians chapter number 4. And I I thank the Lord for... What he gives us in order to be able to uh, um, know the truth, Um, primarily uh, when we get saved, uh, we get the Holy Spirit within, and when we walk in the Spirit and we get into the Spirit's book, you know, the Holy Spirit's the author of the book, when we do that, uh, we can come to understand truth. And when, uh, you know, know, we've been given other folks to help us along, but you have to guard understanding that sometimes uh, people aren't what they appear to be. Verse number 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Now we know that the apostles... They they had a period of time there, the apostles and prophets, until the the fulfillment of the 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 scripture being uh, the whole canon of scripture coming to to surface. That there's no longer need for apostles and prophets, but we still have evangelists, we still have pastors and teachers. But they, these were all given for the perfecting of the saints. That means that uh, they're given for uh, the purpose of bringing us to maturity in the things of the Lord, to, uh, to, to learn what God would have us do from his word. And we learn that, and he said, for the work of the ministry, for the perfecting of the saints, so that the saints can work in the ministry. And when we work in the ministry, then the body of Christ is edified. So those, these three are progression. Those, those were given for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. He says, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we, notice this, and this is the key verse I want you to get, that, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So mankind can be deceitful. But listen, uh, we, we don't need to... I hope that you don't just depend on me for the truth. Uh, you can depend on me to bring forth the truth, but I hope that you don't just depend on me. Mankind can let you down. You need to study for yourself. You need to get in the book. You need um, there's no, nothing wrong with uh, with uh, uh, digging for yourself and coming to a uh, better understanding of Scripture. Um, Again, 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen 13 says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Man can be deceitful. Uh, look at 2 Peter chapter number 1. I mean, excuse me, 2 Peter chapter number 2. 2 Peter chapter number 2. And it talks about some false prophets and false teachers. Um, Uh, 2 Peter chapter number 2, Peter warns here in verses 1 through 3, 2 Peter 2 verse 1, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction, And, and many shall follow their pernicious ways." By reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now the long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. You see, mankind can be deceitful even in the things of religion. So, Satan. And mankind, especially the lost, can be deceitful. But I want you to understand that the Bible shows that the coming Antichrist will also be deceitful. And I'm going to have you turn to Second um, Thessalonians chapter number two. Second Thessalonians chapter number two. Uh, well, we see increase in, in the um, the Antichrist in the world, and that just is getting folks ready for the Antichrist. And the Bible shows that the coming Antichrist will be uh, deceitful. 2 Timothy 2, look, look at verse number 1. Second Timothy 2, 1 said, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto Him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, that's from us. As that the day of Christ is at hand. As some were saying, oh, we're in the day of Christ. But it, that was not true. Those that were saying that. It says verse 3, Let no man deceive you by any means. And he's talking to believers here. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. He's talking about an apostasy. Okay? and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. I'm, I'll, I'll point to, back to this here in just a minute. Look at verse 4. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not, that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now ye know what withholdeth, that he might uh, be revealed in the, his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who letteth uh, will let until he be taken out of the way. Most Bible scholars think that, that is spe- speaking of the Holy Spirit that indwells uh, believers. When, the, when we are taken out in the rapture, uh, the, Holy, the, 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 the Holy Spirit's work in, in man as, in the indwelling, that will be taken out of the way. Can you imagine living in a world where you don't have people that are indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God? I mean, it, it just blows my mind. As evil as it is right now, and with us trying to hold back, back evil, and we, and we do, we work to try to hold back evil in this world, but when, that, when there's nobody to try to hold it back, it's going to be bad. But look at verse, uh, verse 8. And it says, and, and then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and... And lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. In other words, let, let, me, let me tell you what this is talking about. You don't receive Christ in the, in our day and time. Uh, you know, gospel is being preached. You refuse to trust Christ. And you get left behind as believers are taken out of this world. You get left behind. You're going to be subject to that strong delusion. You'll be subject to the lying wonders. You say, "Oh, not me." You know, I'll, I'll know because you're preaching on that right now. Don't don't count on that. Okay. Um, look at uh, verse 11. It says, "And for this cause, God shall send them." Talking about those that. Uh, they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Okay, they, they refused the gospel. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. That they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. I'm just going to leave that right there. Okay? The Antichrist is going to be deceitful. People are being deceived more so today than ever before. And an increasing number of people are swallowing lies. And it's getting uh, more so that way That each, with each and ever, every passing day. And after the Lord Jesus comes to call his church out of this world, listen, all of that deception that we see right now is going to culminate in the most evil, the most seducing, and the most deceived and the most deceiving man this world has ever known. You think it's bad now? You ain't seen nothing yet, okay? Here in these verses of 2nd Thessalonians 2, he's called number one, he's called that man of sin and the son of perdition in verse number 3. Both of those are there. That son of perdition means that he lost and determined to stay lost. And he's called that wicked in verse number 8. Book of Revelation in Revelation 13, he's called the beast. And it, it's just sad that uh, uh, people think that somehow they're they're not going to be deceived. The Bible shows, fourthly, that our own sinful hearts are deceitful. Jeremiah seventeen nine says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Now the Lord warned. The children of Israel in Deuteronomy eleven sixteen, he says, Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived. And you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And I'm, I'm telling you this morning, you need to take heed to yourself, that your heart be not deceived. See, the problem with the heart is that it not only deceives others, but it deceives us. Self deception is some of the worst kind of deception. Somebody that's self-deceived. So, how can we guard against deception? You know, we talked about the different types of deception, and in, and we could talk even more about all that's going on today. But how can we guard against deception? Well, <clears throat> Paul told uh, Timothy how to how to guard against it. He says but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. Timothy was saved. Timothy was schooled in Scripture. He had learned. He had been under the tutelage of Paul. He had learned and was assured of the things that he had learned. He says, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And then he talks about the Scriptures. Listen. In these dark days... We must draw closer to God. We must. As one draws nigh to God, God will draw nigh to them. James 4 8. If you haven't already, come to know uh, the one uh, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Come to know Jesus if you haven't already because he is the way, the truth, and the life, according to John 14.6. Without Christ, can I tell you, without Christ you don't have a chance of not being deceived. Not a chance. As one comes to know God through salvation in Christ, they are given God's Holy Spirit. I mentioned that earlier. God's Holy Spirit has given us to help us discern truth. John 14 verse 17 calls Him the Spirit of truth. He's the Spirit of truth. God's Spirit will open up the truth of God's Word to us, to help teach us and guide us. But that means that we must be in the Scripture. Listen, you're not going to get all that you need by being here Sunday morning, Sunday night, or even Wednesday night. I mean, I, I appreciate the faithfulness of folks that come, all the services. But you need more than just sitting under the preaching. You need to be in the book yourself. You need to be studying the Scripture and asking God to show you what you need to know. As one comes to know God more through His Word, they become more grounded in truth. And Jesus prayed for us. He said, Sanctify them. He prayed for His disciples and those that would come after Him. He said, Sanctify them through Thy truth. Thy Word is truth. That's how we grow. Listen, the more we know the Word, the better we can test things against the truth. Uh, I read that uh, Secret Service agents are, uh, you, know, they're, you know, they're involved in trying to keep counterfeit money out of our monetary system. So the, one of the ways they do that is by studying the, what a real bill looks like, what real money looks like. That way they can recognize what's error, what's, in, what's counterfeit. And I think that's a good application for us. The more you know the truth, the less likelihood that you're going to be deceived because you will know when something is not the truth. And it's very important for us to put on the whole armor of God each and every day. Um, Ephesians chapter number 6 and verse 10 through 13. let Let me share it with you real quick. Ephesians chapter number six. And it says here in in uh, verse number ten says, "Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might." Okay, that's where our strength lies. It's in the Lord. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now it's got the face of flesh, but what's behind it is spiritual. Spiritual darkness. He says, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Know what that means to put on the whole armor of God. Then be a person of prayer to God. Um, last place I have you turn is Matthew chapter number seven. Matthew chapter number seven. Be a person of prayer to God. You know, uh, Jesus' disciples saw him praying, and uh, they they wanted they said, "Lord, teach us how to pray." Uh, we're in Luke chapter number seven, and You, part of the, the, I believe that that prayer is a, um, it's not for us to repeat over, but it gives us the principles what ought to be in our prayers. One of the things he mentions is, uh, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. You, we would need to pray that we're not led into temptation and that we are delivered from evil. Don't have to necessarily use those words, but that's the gist of it. Ought to be a part of our prayers. And we see here in Matthew seven. Look at verse number, uh, verse number seven. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth. He that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be open. What man is there of you whom, if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask Him? You, you pray for the Lord to help you to discern the, what's, uh, what's the deception that's coming your way. Um, we can use this scripture, also 1 John five fourteen 14 and 15. I'll read that to you. This is the confidence that we have in Him. If we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hears us, uh, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we, we, we desired of Him. Pray. We need to be pray, praying now more than we've ever prayed before to keep from being deceived. Amen. So where do you stand? Are you getting caught up in the deception? Uh, I know we're all tired of it. Amen. Aren't you tired of of the lies and tired of the cover-ups, tired of the things and being made to think that something is one way and come to find out that it's another? I mean, those are the times we live in. Let's guard ourselves. Amen. The first thing you need to do is make sure that you're saved. If you're not saved, that's where it begins at you got to begin by coming to a saving knowledge of Jesus. Then you get that Holy Spirit. Then you get in the book and you do all that we talked about. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you.